What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you after yet another wonderful weekend of FCS football. Uh, we had a lot, a lot of things happen, and I cannot wait uh, to get into those things. And we're going to start off with that uh, from our predictions from last week. What happened? Uh, some of the things that we absolutely loved, uh, followed by our predictions for this next week. And I want to start off with, uh, isn't this just an absolute wonderful time of the year? It is something very special. Not only are we getting, you know, wonderful, uh, I mean, at least for us, wonderful weather in St. George and, and it's Christmas season, it's the holiday season. We're also getting some absolute barn burners uh, of football games. We've had some really, really good ones and I am excited to get into that as far as the FCS goes. So let's start off uh, with the first game up. We had uh, Montana taking on James Madison. Now, this one played on Friday night, and honestly, uh, I did take Montana in the points just because I felt like they gave Montana, well, I, I, I picked James Madison, uh, took the points, though, against it. I thought Montana would get a little bit better of a showing. James Madison uh, beats him down 28-6. to I know that there were some injuries on the Montana side, but as far as best weekend performance, I would say James Madison was my favorite one to watch uh, this weekend. I thought that they played really really good uh, fundamental football. Uh, they don't make mistakes, this James Madison team. They they play with I don't even know I don't even know how to how to contextualize what I see. They just play very, very, very good football. Uh, you know their their defense doesn't give up the big play. They're home. They stay home. Uh, they know what they're doing, and it might be because these guys are trying to prove. You know, last year in the FCS, we're gonna be moving on to the FCS. We're wrapping up our scholarships this next year. It might be because of that. They might be moving to a higher plane, a higher plane of thinking, and getting ready to. I believe they they moved into the Sun Belt Conference, uh, getting ready for. You know, teams like uh, you know, like an Appalachian State, like a Louisiana Monroe, and and teams of of that nature, Louisiana Lafayette, that just uh, just won, but uh, the Sun Belt, those teams, and they might be getting ready for that. But this team, uh, you know, quarterback by uh, the quarterback number twelve, I believe his name is Colt Johnson. His last name is Johnson. Uh, he is playing phenomenal, having an outstanding season. James Madison has had a quiet season. A lot of people contribute that to the CAA not being as deep or as uh, making as much noise as what they have in the past. They're playing very good football, and it might have been I'm you know I might have overlooked them because of that. I can't wait for the the matchup that we're going to be getting uh, this next week. Uh, moving on, we do had we had three games on Saturday. Uh, the first one up, North Dakota State against ETSU, and. Uh, Kind of like Montana, and I wanted to kind of combine these two. The last week, the week that they had played, right? Montana against Eastern Washington and ETSU against Kennesaw. I believe that was their game. They wanted to win a playoff game. That that was their goal. Obviously, they want to say like they want to go on to championships and you know whatever. But that was that was it. They Montana 
wanted to prove that that was a fluke against Eastern Washington uh, up on the Inferno. They wanted to get revenge for that. And so they boat raced them at home at night under the lights uh, with with Eastern Washington throwing it, you know, a thousand times. They wanted to prove it. They adjusted. That's what good teams do. Now, great teams are going to be able to get refocused and revamped for this week. ETSU. Coming from behind, you know, everyone smashing Kennesaw, should have went for it, should have played better defense, blah, blah, blah. Should have had to, you know, put your, your running back or your wide receiver there as the up man so you don't muff it or, you know, your, your best athlete where you think he's going to kick it. There was a lot of criticism. But ETSU looked not, I mean, they didn't even look like they were playing the same kind of game. Now, they did They did play. It was a tough physical game. But North Dakota State just absolutely ran them down. They ran the ball. And that's the way they were able to do it. Now, if you remember, uh, I believe, you know, watching this ETSU team, it looked like they were going to be getting their swagger. That they are going to, to hit that second gear. And it was like, okay, it's fourth quarter. They're down. Can they do it? They just never kind of got going. and uh, But the Kennesaw State win was phenomenal. And that's something you can build on. Now their coach just uh, announced his retirement. So we're going to be getting some some news coming along uh, as far as that goes. So getting a new coach and and uh, after a wonderful season, uh, FBS win. I mean, what, what more do you want from this team? Uh, but it, it honestly felt like they made that Montana and, and Eastern Kentucky, TSU, made such a big deal of the week before. They were so happy. They were able to get it. Both had home field advantage. So when they went on the road, they just couldn't compete. And, uh, you know, they just didn't look like, like uh, they not that they didn't deserve to be there, they just didn't look like they were a top, you know, four program, and that's what inevitably what it is. I would say that they're top eight. I thought that they played phenomenal uh, this year. Montana did, and and ETSU. They're definitely deserved to be in the in the top uh, eight as far as FCS goes, uh, but obviously not the, not the top four with their losses. Now, the next game I thought was very, very uh, interesting was South Dakota State against Villanova. Uh, I was able to watch this game. Uh, I ended up taking, oh, as far as the, sorry, the, the line on North Dakota, uh, it creeped up, I believe, all the way up to 25 and a half. And uh, so I, obviously, I, I had, it closed out. Then I picked it, and uh, we got the backdoor cover at ETSU and the win on the money line. Uh, for the Nova South Dakota State, Close at minus seven. I thought Nova would get a little bit better showing than what they did, uh, but they didn't end up. My prediction was a one-point game. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. Uh, but after watching it, really the one drive that Nova scored on, one one of the drives, was two pass interference calls, and you know they really needed a lot of help to get down there. They got a couple of, uh, you know, well, I believe it was one big chunk play and two PI calls, and all of a sudden they score. Uh, and so if you take that one away, 35-14, I mean, again, South Dakota State, and this is what I said uh, in last podcast, and I've said it before, is they really are a good team, and they've been a good team all year. Their losses have come uh, to Southern Illinois, which was an overtime loss where they went for two at home or on the road. I Oh, no, it was at home. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Then they go for it at home. They don't get it, right? Which is a 50-50 chance. You get it or you don't. 
hey, we're going to go for the win, close it out, get to the next week. They lose. No big deal. Their other loss was to Northern Iowa, which I, which admittedly, this was a bad game. They lost 17-26. to But the other game was a last-second Hail Mary against your in-state rival on the road. Uh, what if we would have changed those two outcomes? How high would we have put South Dakota State? Obviously, Sam Houston won, North Dakota State two. We've got that. But would you argue that maybe they go in as the three over James Madison with with only one loss? Uh, James Madison in overtime, and then you'd only have one loss against UNI. Would you put it? Okay, well, well, would you put them over Sacramento? Well, you look at Sac- Sacramento's uh, body of work. Yeah, you could put them there. You could put them over Nova. Uh, you could put them over, uh, you know, all of these teams, Montana, ETSU, uh, Montana State, you would put that South Dakota State team. But because they had lost these two games, the committee elects to put them, the the committee elects to, to not seed them. Now they did get a f- uh, first round, uh, not a bye, but they got a first round victory uh, and against UC Davis. And then they went up against... <laughs> You know, what people said arguably was the weakest seed uh, in Sacramento, but you still had to travel there. And then you had to play Villanova, which if you would have got the four seed uh, and mix some things around, you're probably playing Villanova anyway. Um, if you kind of switch Sacramento State and South Dakota State, you're playing them. And so you're right where you deserve to be. So uh, I know a lot of people had predicted them. And to win and to uh, and to go, I mean, some people even have a win in the national championship. I think that is really optimistic, but uh, it, it was not really that big of a surprise. Uh, Villanova again didn't really look like they deserved uh, that five. Again, it's hard when you're comparing a Montana school or a Montana State school or even ETSU, who had only had one loss. Now Villanova, uh, they were a good team. Uh, I believe that I would say top 10, you know, they did beat Holy Cross, but they had losses to William and Mary uh, and to Penn State this year. Uh, and it was a pretty, for what I remember, a pretty tough game against Penn State. Uh, but that one to, to William and Mary and, and then that, that game against Holy Cross just kind of felt uh, like they, they left more meat on the bone, right? And they didn't. They didn't really get it going against Holy Cross, and so I knew that this hot team against you know South Dakota State coming in uh, would do it. I thought it would be closer. Obviously, we got it right, predicted the right outcome as far as the money line, uh, and didn't predict on the spread. And then finally, we're going to end up with this one, and I I want to start off with, and I'm going to go into the weeds on this one. Sam Houston uh, hosting Montana State, but but bear but bear with me, right? Now I said. What, 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 how, how could I contextualize that? And I feel as though, uh, I mean, still at this moment, it's, it's difficult, but we're going to, but bear with me. So a lot of people were saying, uh, you know, Sam Houston, wonderful season. They had played in the spring, played the longest, South Dakota State as well, but played the longest, won the national championship, and they had not lost in the fall. That is, that is incredible. They hadn't lost since sometime in November against Northwestern State in 2019. Incredible. That is an incredible run. And when you're holding yourself to to the perfection standard, eventually you will fall. Unfortunately, they fell uh, against Montana State by a score of 42 to 19. Uh, and a lot of people were saying, well, it's an excuse to say this. It's, it's, it's an excuse. And they keep on using this word excuse. And even in my life, you know, my mom and dad, well, that's an excuse. Right? You say, or your boss, well, that's a you know, good excuse, bad excuse, whatever. You hear the word excuse, and, and sometimes people are using that word wrong. 
you really should be re- be saying that's the reason, right? A reason simply refers to a cause uh, of the explanation, right? Something happened. Th- th- you know, here's the explanation. This was the cause of it. Excuse is similar in, in, in that the an excuse is a type of reason that specifically justifies or defends a fault. Now, the fault you know, people are referring to is the loss. Now, yeah, did they lose? That is true. But when you take in the entire situation and you take in every single reason, what would be the reason that they lost? Well, they came out flat. Montana State had an absolute baller game plan, and they delivered. Uh, Sam Houston, kind of like Villanova, had a tough game the week prior. Now, Montana State uh, obviously beat UT Martin, but it was I think that UIW game was a little too close for comfort, right? Uh, injuries piling up. Uh, you know, you've played the most amount of games, uh, including South Dakota State, in the 2020 uh, one season, uh, the calendar year, and it could just kind of get draining, right? Now, you could look at it as a reason or an excuse. I want to say a reason. I want to say the entire circumstance is built on that. Now, they did lose, and you can't make excuses. Well, you know, we are tired. Now, that you could say is an excuse, but if you take in everything, I kind of see that as the reasons for the the outcome of the game and yeah they ended up losing montana state had a better game plan i kept on feeling like come on sam houston when do you kick it into gear when is it that you're going to go here they come and they get a you know a first down or maybe two first downs and then it's like you know drive stall or or you know uh, turnover penalty whatever it is it was just kind of just chugging along and it never felt like it finally caught uh, caught steam right and so for me, uh, it was more the reasons why. Uh, I mean, you had an offensive coordinator that I believe had already said that he was going to Delaware uh, at the time they had mentioned it on the broadcast. Uh, Sam Houston now moving on uh, to the FBS, kind of ramping up as far as that goes. Now that's not those aren't those aren't reasons to lose a game. But again, contextualize the entire situation. I think those are the reasons why we saw the outcome it was. And honestly. A a lot of people are blaming Sam Houston for the loss. Montana State, again, phenomenal game plan. Uh, their their quarterback Tommy Malott is and is really good. Uh, they, he is playing phenomenal football. This football team right now in Montana State looks completely different than when they went up against Weaver State. You say what was the difference? The quarterback. That honestly is, they have a stingy, stingy defense. And now they're going to be playing at home. That is dangerous. That is a recipe that you don't want right now. They are, this was a big peak. Now, are they going to be like their rivals in Montana and say, that was it. That was, we were at the top of the mountain on that victory. And kind of come out flat the next week. Or are they going to come out with absolute business saying we're at home up against a you know a not seated team we're going to take it to the jackrabbits jackrabbits also have played a lot this year this calendar year it's going to make it's going to make for an interesting uh, you know an interesting game can't wait to watch it uh both of these games are going to deliver you know uh, a few years ago you, you you can remember some of the games that ndsu had played you're like well they're going to wipe the floor with them i don't even know you know they're going to get into the national championship i think 
these both of these games are go either way games. Cannot wait to get into it. But you know, big shout out to the Bobcats getting the win. And I can't wait uh, to see what they end up doing, uh, you know, going forward as far as building on it. We'll get into that here in a little bit. So moving on to the the next week's games, we have a game Friday night, seven fifteen in the Fargo Dome uh, against uh, North Dakota State is hosting the Dukes of James Madison. Now, uh, James Madison fans, uh, these two teams, uh, North Dakota State fans, they know each other. Uh, They've played a total of four times. James Madison winning one. The lone win coming in Fargo uh, back in 2016 when they would later go on to win uh, the national championship. They beat Youngstown State by a score of 28-14 to that year in 2016. Uh, But these these two teams know each other. Uh, The last matchup was in uh, 2020 right before COVID kind of crazy to think that yes we were having uh, FCS football right before you know COVID was was kind of kicking up and uh, they lost uh, in Frisco in the national championship game by a score of 20 to 28 Uh, the time prior to that they had lost again in Frisco uh, in 2018 13 to 17 and then they had a win uh, in 2016. So they've never played in Virginia. This is a f- uh, the third time they're going to be playing in Fargo with a trip uh, to Frisco on the line. I think this is going to be this is uh, really building for for an absolute you know enormous game. I, I think it's going to be a sellout crowd. Uh, I think Fargo is going to turn up. James Madison does travel very well, and uh, you could argue that this honestly uh, could be a national championship game. I think that uh, as I look across the landscape of, of these teams, I thought the three teams that had looked the best that I had seen or over the, the course, I thought Sam Houston in the regular season looked phenomenal. Uh, and North Dakota State looks like North Dakota State. And James Madison, uh, watching them, get because they are on Flow Sports, I don't always get to see them play. They look really, really good right now. And so, honestly, I you could argue that these are the two of the top teams, uh, one and two. I think Montana State is good, as is South Dakota State. Uh, obviously, South Dakota State coming off uh, a loss uh, in the national championship last uh, spring or last year, quote-unquote 2020. Uh, But anyway, this is going to be a fun one. And when you look at the defense, we have very, very stingy defense. JMU, 5 overall. NDSU, 3 overall. Offensively, NDSU, 12 overall. Or sorry, JMU, 12 overall. NDSU, 19 overall. And so they're not uh, separated by much. I think just like uh, the the games of old, uh, it's going to take uh, you know eight points, four points, ten points, uh, eight points. It's going to be a close game. Uh, so if you see a line, obviously there, there's no lines that have came out uh, yet as far you know at the time of this feeling. <clears throat> at the time of this recording of this podcast. Uh, but if I had to say it would probably be within three or four points, if there's anything bigger, uh, I would tend to to hit that on, on whomever is the, the, the underdog, which I believe right now is going to be James Madison. Uh, and just knowing that the sports books and stuff like that, the way uh, that James Madison 
I, I think there's one way to beat North Dakota State uh, because I'm going to give them a lot of accolades. They're a tough physical team. They are they they wear you down. They play old school style of football that you know the announcers love to talk about. Back in my day, we ran the ball 45 times and threw it twice. You know you know like you just I swear every announcer talks about it when they when they are playing football. They're throwing it. And they never threw it, and that there was a handoff and fullbacks and you know tight ends. All of that. I, I, I can hear a couple of the announcers in my head right now. That's what they did. And so everyone loves North Dakota State and that style of play, which is fun. It's very unique, right? The way that you beat them in that style of football, though, is to get them out of their rhythm. And that's going to start by number one. Uh, if I were them, I would want to get the toss or you're going to play. You're going to say the first drive uh, on defense, if, if you're if you if you're James Madison, you've got to show them stuff. So you get the three and out. You have to go down and score. You've got to get up on them. If you can get it to ten nothing or or a a you know seventeen nothing seventeen to three, if you can jump up on them and you can kind of get out on them. You don't have that running that that ground and pound because that clock's going to be ticking. If you, and I know that James Madison can score fast. They have the capability. Back in uh, 2020, uh, right before, you know, again, COVID, I thought that North Dakota State was just a little more physical. I thought Trey Lance was more dynamic than Ben DiNucci. So I kind of thought that North Dakota State would win that game. That was my prediction. In this game, I think that this James Madison could be the quote-unquote, you know, anti-NDSU. They've got to get out and prove it, though. They've got to come out, uh, really, and just jump up on them. Uh, because if you allow them to hang around, the crowd's going to be there. When they go on 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 play drives, that's when you're going to lose a game. At that moment, when your defense is out there for seven minutes, that is, you've, you've lost the game. You can't have those drives. You might have one, but if you're up 17 to nothing or 17 to, you know, to three, 17 to 10, you might take one, one drive like that, but you want to maintain, you want to have a comfortable lead. And I think that's the way that, that, that James Madison does to win this game. Uh, I think that James Madison is playing for a little bit more, being you know their last quote-unquote season in the FCS. This is their last ride. Uh, their you know, go for uh, Frisco or go for broke. Uh, this is a phenomenal football team. I love watching them. Uh, it's going to be sad. Uh, they, you know... They won in 2004 in the Natty. They won in 2016 the national championship. Uh, I would love to see them get back and, and, and win this. It would be a ton of fun to watch them. Uh, but again, this North Dakota State, they're physical. They're going to be physical up front. They're going to bully you around. And uh, I don't know I don't know if there's any team in the country that can handle that. Obviously, South Dakota State did. But again, South Dakota State jumped all up on them again. In, in their matchup as well. I think that's the way uh, you beat the Bison of NDSU. Uh, my final prediction. Now, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with 21-17. to 17. 
I'm actually going to be taking the upset here. James Madison goes to Fargo with the upset. Now, a lot of people are going to be betting North Dakota State. They're phenomenal. It wouldn't surprise me if they win this game. Uh, I think the winner of this, uh, depending on the outcome, I think North Dakota State, uh, the, the they beat... Now, the other two teams, in my opinion, especially with that rematch against South Dakota State, that would be hard to beat a team like that twice. Uh, but I think that James Madison can do that. I've, I've seen them this last week. They played really, really good football against Montana. Now they were at home. They're going to be in a dome. I think it opens up their offensive playbook. I think they get out, uh, hopefully, if I was James Madison, at least a 10-point, hopefully a two-touchdown score uh, game, and you can kind of get out and, and sustain that. We'll see what happens with it. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. The average points about uh, 18 points, so I th- I'm just I'm around there, just over it on one of them, just under it. So that's kind of how I see it. James Madison moving on is my prediction. Now, the other semifinal game, and it would be. I mean, honestly, I don't know who wouldn't be cheering for uh, either one of these teams just because we haven't seen these teams uh, in in the playoffs, you know, making it for a while, as far as I can remember. Uh, you know, 2019, Montana State got bounced in the semifinal. Uh, obviously, South Dakota State making it last, last year, but, you know, Usually, you know, they're, they're, they're a mainstay as far as, you know, the first and second rounds. But as far as getting super far in, again, last time in 2019 was, was great uh, for Montana State. And last year, 2020, uh, you know, spring 2021 was, was great for South Dakota. Now, these te- this team has met before. These teams have met. It was back, uh, I believe it was even in the playoffs back in 2014. Uh, Montana State lost by a score of 47 to 40 it was a snowball uh it was it was crazy that they were able to score that many uh points both uh one game was played in bozeman in 2017 and 2018 in brookings uh south dakota state won both games so montana state's kind of up against it uh you know being uh being 0-2 against them but they these teams know each other and they know know what it's all about uh I think that this game is going to come down to, I mean, I think it's going to be a home field advantage is going to be nuts. Uh, Montana State is playing a different style of football. So my question is, can SDSU, uh, with the last two games of Tommy Mallott, uh, adjust for this? They've played against big spread quarterbacks. Uh, Daniel Smith uh, has an absolute cannon at Villanova. Uh, even, even UC Davis and Sacramento State play this kind of spread but tell me Malat really does it all. You're going to have to force him uh, to make plays. You're going to be putting it on him if you're Montana State. They have a very, very stingy defense. Uh, but as far as offense, you're going to have to see those plays made. Uh, Montana State's offense is increasingly better. And, uh, you know, South Dakota State has a has a decent uh, defense. They come out about the same, just like JMU and NDSU, within a couple of, of points of overall. If you were to rank an overall team, I think uh, as I'm looking at it right now, uh, I, I don't like to bet against the home team in these types of games, but I really think this this uh, South Dakota State team is playing great. I think Montana State beating Sam Houston last week was kind of, again, not, not the pinnacle, but that was their game. They beat the defending champs. They had to go on the road to do so. Now they're at home. I think uh, the only thing is... 
you're going to know within the first quarter uh, because South Dakota State has traveled to Sacramento, uh, back home, and then on the road uh, again to, to, to Pennsylvania. If you see that they have legs, I would say immediately the Jackrabbits win. I think they're just a little bit better. They're just a touch better uh, than this than this Montana State team. I think the home field advantage is once when it kind of settles in. But if you see that the Jacks are able to do what they do, they're coming out, they look fresh, and they don't look tired, I would take the Jacks, you know, a, a thousand percent. Now, if they look tired, they look beat, uh, you know, their their defensive backs aren't making the plays, It's you'll really see it on the defensive side uh if that's the case i think it's going to be a long day and montana state can kind of blow the game open uh like they did in the sam houston game uh but again i think the travel is going to really test this jackrabbits team uh you know on the road in in california and on the road in pennsylvania and now on the road in montana montana's not as far as the, the previous two but uh you know it makes a big difference when you're when you're laying in your bed or in your dorm versus uh you know sleeping in a hotel room or on the bus or whatever so that's what it's going to come down to. I think, again, this is going to be a super close game. I've, I've predicted every game being fairly close uh, with this South Dakota State team. I'm going to be taking SDSU. Uh, I, again, I think it's going to be 31-28. to 28. I think it's going to really come down to... Uh, making a defensive stop. I, I think that uh, it's going to be a lot of offense in the first half as the teams adjust in the second half i think it slows down a little bit and then uh it ramps back up at the end of the fourth i think we're going to have a phenomenal game this game's going to be saturday at noon and then uh the winner is going to be meeting the the winner of jmu and ndsu in frisco can't wait for that but those are just kind of some of my thoughts as we as we creep towards the end of the fcs season uh real quick before we get out of here i had a, a listener sent me a wonderful question. He said, Tyler, what are your predictions for this next year? And honestly, it is becoming increasingly harder to predict uh, every single year. If you were to tell me Montana State is here, I probably wouldn't believe you after losing uh, Jeff Chote uh, and you know taking last year basically off. I, I wouldn't have put them there, uh, but they're here. Uh, transfer portal is huge. Uh, everything in college football, quote-unquote free agency, that is a thing and people are moving around like crazy and so i think it's going to be having even more you know increasingly apparent uh, that you were going to have to watch the games football is definitely played on the field i know it's an old cliche well you know you got to play the game good thing vegas doesn't decide the outcomes of games but you've got to watch what your eyes are going to tell you it's going to take you know into the third or fourth week of the fcs to really see the teams because like i said this transfer portal uh you know cameron ward from uh UIW in the transfer portal. Now, I'm not saying he goes to an FCS school. He could go to FBS. He's legit. He has a cannon of an arm. But if he was to go to, uh, you know, say a Mercer, does that make them automatic contenders? Uh, those kinds of, of players on the move. Uh, and mainly, it makes a big difference for FCS because uh, most of these guys, this is where the, you know, the buck stops here. They do, you know, most of them don't go on to play in the NFL. We have a few instances that do. Uh, even in the FBS, like a lot of, I mean, think of how many teams are there and how many are playing on Sunday it just isn't uh, not everyone makes it and so uh, transferring as a third year fourth year fifth year you know with this COVID year is going to be really interesting to, to see these guys and how they perform 
it's going to be ever increasingly hard uh, to to make predictions based on that. Uh, you know, just just based on on those kinds of things. You look at some of the transfer quarterbacks. You think they're going to be legit, and they end up, you know, kind of petering out and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see how the season concludes and uh, get into looking forward to next FCS uh, football season. But this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. You've been able to to take into what I said. Again, I'm taking two underdogs, two road teams. It's uh, a little nerve wracking, but hey, this is what I'm here for. I'm taking upset. Uh, and I can't wait to watch these games and we're going to be talking about the national championship in, in a couple weeks time it's the holiday season and I uh, can't wait to, to dive in to, to some good family time and, and spending time with with our, our loved ones and uh, really just enjoying the season it's been it's been really nice uh, where I'm at and I hope you guys are having a, a wonderful holiday season as well if you guys you know continue to, to like comment subscribe questions send them in can't wait to to look into the mailbag do a little bit more uh when we get into the national championship week uh we'll kind of do that break it down where we'll have a little bit more time with only one game to discuss anyway so this has been this is it this has been uh, our semi-final talk i hope you guys liked it until next time let's keep this ball rolling